that happen in that inner I mean I, I guess it varies team to team and person to person but what yeah. are some of the things that people look for in hiring a coach well I think a lot of things uh, first of all um, you know they want to know you know how you feel about their roster um, does their roster fit what you would want to do um, offensively and defensively uh, next thing they want to know they want to know about your staff um, and in today's world really uh, a lot of them feel like who's going to who's going to coach the quarterback, and and do we have a quarterback in the building that you can win with? Um, then on the other hand of it, you as a coach, the questions you always want to know is, um, you know, the salary cap issues, um, free agency, uh, what players are at the end of their deals, uh, who are you considering resigning? Um, you want to know who the GM is. Uh, obviously, when you get uh, to the point that the draft or picking players in free agency, um, how much say do you have as a head coach? You know, all these things become become part of it. So you're both kind of looking for each other, you know, trying to feel out each other. Can we work together? Um, that's very important. And then how you see this team, you know, at the end of the day, how do you, when you look at the roster, that's the first thing they want to do. When, you, when the first thing we're ask the question is, uh, what do you think of our roster, coach? Okay. And so you go down position by position, basically – given your idea of players you like, players you might not like, right? <laughs> so it, 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 it's, a long, it, it's a long couple of days, for sure. Um, I also want to ask about watching a player develop. I, I've only coached to the high school level, Coach, but it, it was always fun for me to see a kid, you know, start from mm-hmm. a position and then end up, you know, really improving. And, and I see, you know, just from the games I can watch on television, Jordan Love from you know what he was to now looks like a completely different player. What do you see in his development? Yeah, obviously. I mean, just the way he's progressed uh, this season, and uh, you know his ability to really uh, own the offense, and they, they've allowed him to do that. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, early he was, you know, he had some turnovers, and and you know wasn't wasn't very confident. I think because he hadn't played. Um, but as this thing has gone on, boy, I tell you what, he's one of the hotter quarterbacks in the playoffs along with Stroud right now. And, and, and obviously Josh Allen, you know, the way he's played too. So you've got a couple hot quarterbacks, uh, three of them that, that I watch every week. And, and I mean, they, they've been on point. But, but he's a guy in Green Bay. When you think about the Green Bay Packers, they figured it out. I mean, they know how to draft quarterbacks. Yes, they do. I mean, they just—they just do. I mean, it's just—I uh, mean, it's amazing if this guy is truly the guy going forward, and all indications say it is. They got another ten, twelve-year run with this guy. You know, they had thirty years with Farb and, and Aaron Rodgers, and now they got this guy. Love. Yeah, pretty remarkable. Um, if you were coaching the Ravens. You sit Lamar Jackson in that terrible weather, and, you know, I certainly understand that. Then they had a bye. So now it's yeah. been three weeks, you know, since he's played. Is that a concern at all? No, I don't think I, people worry about being concerned. I say, well, what about the preseason? Okay, yeah. But the guys don't play in the preseason. and <laughs> Now, the games are sloppier because you don't play together as a group a whole lot. And it takes you almost a, a month to figure that out. But these guys have been playing competitive football. And for a veteran guy like Lamar, well, I think early in the game, how you get him going is going to be important, right? Uh, but the guys are going to be fresh. 
but I think how you start the game with him to get him in the flow of the game is going to be important. That, that, that's the only thing he's missing. He's missing, you know, the, the, the competitive speed of the game because he's been he's been sitting around for two weeks like all these guys have that had buys, but nah, it ain't going to affect these guys. I'm going to get the Herm Edwards crystal ball here. If I said to you, Coach, give me an underdog in any one of these four games that you like the most to pull the upset, which team would it be and why? The upset, huh? You know, I I think if it's Green Bay, they would have a chance in San Francisco um, because at times the, the secondary of the 49ers has been leaking. And the one thing that the Green Bay Packers can do uh, they can throw the football, and they, they have some nifty receivers, um, and it helps now that they run the ball. So you can't cheat on defense anymore. you gotta, you got to have the eighth element in the box to stop this run game a little bit, and that's a concern. Whenever you can run the ball now, you, you can't always sit back there and, and, you know, in a two-shell and not allow vertical passes. Um, you got to get the eighth guy in the box. Well, that becomes, you know, that becomes a burden to you sometimes if, if the receivers and the DBs, uh, you know, if you feel like you've got an advantage. So I think the way they're playing, they're hot. I don't, I don't think they win. I think the 49ers are, are the, best, they're the best team in the NFC. But I think it'll be, it could be closer than a lot of people think in the fact that um, when you control the ball, you're always in the game. Herm Edwards joining us here, the coach, talking NFL. You always see him doing that on ESPN. Herm, I want to, with the coach's hat on, okay, you've coached in New York, you know, tough place to coach sometimes. But Dallas seems to be just a different thing. You know, no matter what, it's almost Super Bowl or bust mentality with Jerry Jones. McCarthy's coming back. Is that hard to do? from a coaching standpoint, knowing what's expected there? Yeah, I, I think, and, and, you know, it is because it's Dallas, and you're going to get attention. You're going to get the attention. of you know, it, it, it magnifies itself because, you know, I've said this, you know, when, when you wear the star on the side of your helmet, and this hinders this team somewhat because a lot of these guys, when they go to Dallas as a player, as a player, because you play for the Cowboys, you're instantly a star. You're instantly in the media. You have attention. And a lot of these guys haven't earned it yet, to be quite honest. But because they play for the team that has the star on the side of the helmet, they get all this attention. And, and my qualm with it is, you know, let them earn being a great player. Now, I'm not saying they don't have some great players. They do. But a lot of guys go in there, and they haven't done anything yet. And they think because we play for Dallas, and they're right, we get all this attention, regardless if you like it or not. When you're the head coach, is this the hardest job there is in pro football? Eh, it probably is. Why? Because of what they talk about all the time. And it's been 28 years. Yeah. 28. Right. And counting. Right. The last time they've been in a championship game. And so you can imagine the pressure for a coach that when he takes that job, it's not like you're not going to win. You're going to win. The problem is when the lights are the brightest in playoff competition, they haven't found the formula of that yet. Players or coaches. Uh, players. Let, let, let it, players or coaches. Right? So this is don't blame it on the coach. It's the players too. Star players, I've always said this, when the lights are bright, that's when they want to perform. They're on the biggest stage you can be on, 
And this team has not done that for 28 years. Last question. Um, the whole Mike Tomlin thing, uh, he's an interesting yeah. character to me. You know, walked oh, off. Boy. Now he says, you know, fires intensified, wants to, you know, maybe get a new contract. Uh, you, you coached up until recently, you know, in college, Herm. Do you kind of get a feel of, you know, when you think it's time? Is it difficult to walk away sometimes? No, you know. When you, when you run out of energy and you don't have energy, and Mike has a lot of that, uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, any coach, you, you get that part of it. Um, then, it's time to, then it's time to step away. Because sometimes you need to just recharge, you know. You just need to recharge and say, well, i got to step away. Or, or sometimes it just becomes, you know what, it, it's, it, 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 you know, when you've done it, it's almost become routine because you've done it all your life. You know, when you've been in football, high school, college, professional, it's kind of this routine. You kind of get into this routine, but you have to have energy. And when you lose your energy for it, you gotta you got to walk away. you got to get out of it. Okay. Great to have you as always, Coach, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you, my friend. You got it. Herm Edwards, and by the way, I will publicly say this. I had to apologize to him because I stood him up last week. I totally forgot I had booked him, and I got home, and I realized, oh, my goodness, I didn't call him. And after eating considerable crow, uh, he was so nice. Uh, but I, I hope you enjoy having him here. I really enjoy him being here. Uh, okay. Gator men's golf coach J.C. Deacon will join us uh, at 1230. In the meantime, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Does anybody not think Florida men's basketball will beat Missouri Saturday. If you think they won't, tell me why you don't think they won't. And let me ask you this question. And I'm going to, you know, kind of cut my own throat here a little bit. If you, there's a fine line, I think, and I do think, I'm guilty of this sometimes, of the definition of a fan. What's a fan? Any fan has a right to be critical of a team, a player, or a coach. But where does that line get drawn and does it hurt the team? We'll talk about that next. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ben and Solomon. In the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are set to take on the Detroit Lions on Sunday in the NFC Divisional Round. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks will look to continue their strong back end of the season keep their season alive against the Lions in Detroit. Coverage of the game begins right here at 1 on Sunday. Gators men's basketball is back in action tomorrow night as they're in Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. Florida's looking to bounce back after falling to Tennessee on Tuesday. 
will look for their second SEC win of the season. Coverage of the game begins right here starting at 7.30 tomorrow. Switching to the tennis court, Florida's men's tennis will face two teams today. They're currently in action against the Citadel. They'll take on North Florida at 4 p.m. this afternoon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. FICARE Federal Credit Union. That is the place I do my banking. I've done my banking there for over 30-plus years. There's a reason. They treated me right. That simple. Great people that help you, that care about working with you to help you in your financial needs. Folks, they'll do the same for you. With no annual fee and rewards points with every purchase, it pays to keep the FICARE Visa at the top of your wallet as well. What's it feature? Well, how about these things? A low fixed rate, no annual fee, and you can earn points with every purchase and redeem for cash back, merchandise, and more, and you get Visa's zero liability protection. All that and a whole lot more from FICARE Federal Credit Union. Find out more by going online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests. But Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. The incredible Black Eyed Pea Vegan Veggie Burger with Vegan Romalades now on the menu at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It satisfies any carnivore appetite. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. They're open seven days a week. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope, and they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome. Let me rephrase my question. Uh, Adrian, and this and this is interesting in how much... Um, this has resonated with some people. Look, Scott Strickland right now, like him, hate him, middle of the road him. There are some people who don't want him to be the athletic director anymore. Period. And that's okay. Adrian says, um, he emailed me about his concern that Strickland hadn't retweeted anything concerning Florida Victoria since they took over. Your concern was that the rules allowed it. You challenged me to provide athletic directors doing something similar. Well, Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, I, I happened to see it in a tweet, went on and he was wearing a, a the collective for Alabama kind of jacket, I think it was. Um, and he said that the collective had had over a thousand new members since the hire of Kellen DeBoer or Kalen DeBoer. Uh, he says, I've never seen Strickland do anything like that. He says he's the main problem with the program. It's long past time. His time as AD comes to an end. Okay. Do I understand the symbolism there in that? where, you know, Byrne is, you know, publicly supporting uh, that the collective there. Remember, the fact is that any university cannot directly, directly get deals for these kids. They are not allowed to do that. It doesn't mean, to Adrian's point, you can't promote it. So he doesn't wear a jacket. He doesn't promote publicly that. Is he a bad AD because of that? I, I honestly want your opinion on this because it's a fascinating subject. I, again, I'll use this word. I get the symbolism, right, where... One athletic director is saying, look, here's our collective, and here I'm, I'm showing you on television. But if Florida were winning, I'm going to say this again. If Florida were winning, would anybody give a damn that Strickland wasn't doing that? The answer is no. And a big no, N-O. But things get magnified because of where they are. Mike sent me uh, a column that somebody had written. Um, and again, basically saying uh, Scott Strickland is disconnected from reality on UF's dime. Look it up. Good article. Okay? If, if you are of the uh, ilk of thinking he's horrible, it's really good. Okay? And I asked Scott Strickland this when he was here, not the last time, but the time before, when he came on here and started talking about the stadium renovation. 
Well, I asked him, how can you do a stadium renovation and NIL? And he said, you know, well, we're going to, you know, try to do both. Can they do both? I don't know. A lot of money. Let me ask this question. I'm going to read a sentence from the story. This all crafts the portrait of a man with precisely zero vested interest in seeing Florida Gator Athletics teams succeed. So you're really going to tell me that he, as the athletic director, has no interest in seeing the athletic team succeed. Is that what you're really trying to sell me? Really? Now, if you make the point that, okay, we had to let this coach go, this coach hasn't done a good job, this co- okay, uh, that I understand. But if you're trying to tell me that he has no interest in making the athletic program succeed, stop it. His actions, if you want to say his actions, scream that, okay, valid opinion. This is, again, this is just where things are, and this is the boiling over frustration that fans have because of lack of winning. And he's the guy people are pointing at. I'm going to say this again. It's been 15 years since Florida won an SEC championship. How many years has Scott Strickland been here? Hammer, hello. Hey, top of the FNG State. Hey. No, I didn't call about that, but I just want to talk uh, NFL with you. I'm going to give you a little inside information, then I'm going to ask you a question. So, looking at if you wanted to go to the Houston-Baltimore game this weekend, $73 to get you a ticket in, in the stadium. If you want to go to the Kansas City-Buffalo game, 148 will get you in. Green Bay-San Fran, 158 will get you in. But, you know, Detroit, they, they have been they've been very – I'm not sure the word, Steve, but they've, they've had a lot of losing. They've been bad. That's, that's the word, bad. <laughs> well, you know what a ticket, entry-level ticket for that game this weekend is? No idea. $441 is the cheapest ticket you can get for that game. I was like, oh, my gosh, they are excited, and the power of winning goes to them. My gosh, I mean, the, <laughs> the whole town's going crazy. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's, that's but, a good thing. And think about it. The, except for Houston, and they're not home, you know, most of these other franchises have been in the playoffs. Well, Detroit hasn't sniffed it. So, oh. you know, market demand, you know, I, I get it. Well, the power, the power of winning is with Detroit. Uh, I like uh, Baltimore and the AFC, Steve. I'm having a hard time figuring out the NFC. What's, what's your thoughts on, on the NFC this weekend? Uh, I, I think Detroit wins at home. Um, I, I like the way the Bucks played. Last week, yeah. um, but Detroit's at home, and I think that's going to help them. Uh, and and I I'm tempted to pick Green Bay because they're a hot team, and the 49ers had a bye. But I still think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, so I'm going to roll with them. 
Well, uh, I kind of agree from a favorite standpoint. I'm, I'm kind of pulling for Green Bay, but then you're setting yourself up for a Green Bay-Detroit NFC uh, championship playoff, which is no problem with that. It should be an exciting game, but I really have enjoyed the NFL season this year, Steve. A lot, a lot of good, uh, good vibes, good, good playing coming out of there. Yeah, and it's been and what I what I've always said, the NFL is the best run league there is. They know what they're doing. They make mistakes, but they love it when there's parity, and they had parity plus this year with a lot of teams near the end of the year you know, being in the playoff hunt, which keeps their fan bases engaged. That's exactly yeah. what they want. Right, be, be looking forward to it, Steve. Enjoy Cameron, the thank you. Appreciate the call. Al, i got to have you call back because I'm going to have Florida men's golf coach J.C. Deacon joining us in a minute. It's 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain, you have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's delicious brunch is now served in a premium buffet. And we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. Plus, you can enjoy bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in town. Investing is one of the ways you can help secure your financial future. Make sure you're investing with a registered investment professional who is required to act in your best interest when recommending investments to you and when investing your assets. Florida's Office of Financial Regulation has information and resources online to help you verify that you're working with a registered member of the financial services industry. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Lettertronics World help you simplify your life at home. The professionals at EW can custom design, install, and program a URC total control automation and control system to put the operation of video, audio, locks, lighting, custom shades, thermostat, and more at your fingertips. You'll also be able to monitor your surveillance cameras in just one app. Take control of your life at home with a little assistance from Electronics World. Online at electronicsworld.net. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. We continue to ride the temperature roller coaster. A warm front is lifting through our area. That means milder temperatures today in the 60s, cloud cover and passing showers. Then behind it, a cold front moves on through. Temperatures plummeting tonight. They'll fall to near freezing. Freeze alerts are in effect for our area. And then on Saturday and Sunday, colder temperatures, highs in the upper 40s and lower 50s, lows Sunday morning in the 20s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. It's a bird. It's a plane. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Now, I know you're simplifying that, but it's not as simple because if you said Jim Harbaugh is going to coach Justin Herbert in the Chargers, or Bill Belichick was, I would take Jim Harbaugh. If you said the Dallas Cowboys, Jim Harbaugh, or Bill Belichick, I'd say Bill Belichick. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. J.C. Deacon, where are you? J.C. Deacon, where are you? Uh, call us. Uh, he was supposed to be here today. Hope he remembers. If not, we will reschedule him. Uh, so I guess until if and when he calls, uh, we will take your questions, calls, and comments. Larry says, I like Scott Strickland a lot. Tell me another situation where a CEO makes $1.75 million a year, has the dismal non-relevant results of the two top revenue-producing programs, and is able to retain uh, his job. Not familiar with one. Okay? Um, and then what happens if um, Gator men's basketball goes to the NCAA tournament and then football improves? I guess you can still fire him. But look, it's a results business. I get it. Jonesy says, out of the eight remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs, which one will have the best story if made it to the Super Bowl? Ooh. Um, that's a good question. To me, it would be Stroud, playing as a rookie on a team that has a new head coach, but in, in itself, never been a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh... What story would you think would be the best? Oh, that would be a really good story. Um, you know, Jordan Love would be another good story because he, you know, I don't think he was sort of buried and he's come a long way here. Um, but that, that's, I, I would say Stroud. I would think that. Uh, but thank you for that. And then Sam says, Okay, I'll bite. I don't think Florida beats Missouri. I guess I'm a pessimist. I guess I'm just over it as far as what what's happening in, in some of the Gator sports. Turn it around. I, he's, I'll be happy to be wrong. Okay. I think they're going to win. I think Missouri is struggling. Al, welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, Steve, I've got a question for you. I, I listened... Uh, earlier this week and you were talking about I think you were talking about the 
transfer portal where one guy might go from one team to another and do better. I, I don't know if it was well, – is that correct? I don't know what you mean by and do better. I don't understand. Well, in other words, he might play for uh, – and I don't know if it was a player or what, but, but anyway, a, a person, uh, maybe he plays for one team and then leaves, transfers, goes to another team, and it, and it just fits better. It matches okay, better. Yeah, and right. See the that happens, for, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, I've been thinking about that, and I'm wondering if that's not also true with coaches. Because uh, you look at the University of Georgia, uh, you know, they have not had a good basketball team for a long time. And then, you know, they get Mike White over there, and, and he seems to be doing pretty well. And I'm just wondering if coaches sometimes fit better in other, other places than sure, they do. Sometimes, in, in sometimes a coach is at a place, Al, and it just doesn't work for whatever the reason, and they go somewhere else and – you know, it does work. I mean, there's there's no rhyme or reason for that. I, I hate to cut you off. I got Coach Deacon here, so I, I want to get him on. Thank you for your call, but you make a good point. Well, it has worked out for J.C. Deacon, certainly. Um, get a men's golf coach. Uh, has his season starting up pretty soon here. J.C., welcome. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Been I'm, too long. Yeah, it has been too long. But you know what? I, I heard you say something, and when you said it, I thought, boy, he's right. That you had a chance, you know, for the holidays or the, just just to get away from things. Because I mean, it was crazy for you, you know, for a while after winning everything. That had to help recharge the batteries, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, Roland Thornquist and Tim Walton um, are two of my best buddies in town, and uh, both of them said. Um, you know, if, if, if you win a national championship one, one day, just wait, what it, what it does to you. It's not, it's not what you think. And I thought they were crazy. I had no <laughs> clue what they were talking about. And sure enough, we won and you just get pulled in a million different directions and it's all positive, which is great. Um, but it was, it was a lot. That was, that was like probably the, the longest and, and best year of my life. But, uh, December, they have a dead period in men's golf. So, um, you're not even allowed to recruit. So just shutting her down for, for three or four weeks and just being a dad and, and getting to be with my mom and dad and kind of reflect and, and soak in what, what happened. It was, it was really nice and, and very much needed. And now we're, uh, we're ready to get going again. I know, uh, you know, Freddie sent me the video when you got, uh, your championship coaches mural done over at Spurrier's, which is, you know, Batesy did that. It's hanging there now. That must have been pretty cool for you. Uh, honestly, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. And after that whole experience, um, that was – I put it on Twitter or whatever, but uh, that was one of the greatest honors of my life. It, it hit hard when Coach Spurrier was there um, and, and Scott was there and seeing all those coaches, you know, Mouse and – Brian Shelton and, and, you know, everyone across the board that I've looked up to so much from the day that I got here. And, uh, you know, to have that, it's, it's just like, it's forever. And I think that's the magnitude of it. That's so special to me is, um, you know, that championship is, is going to be a part of Florida Gators history forever. And that's, uh, that's incredible. Uh, you got to turn the page now because your season starts here pretty quickly. Tell us about the group you have currently. Yeah, so we lost um, we lost our our top three players in the lineup last year, and in, in Fred Biondi, who won the won the national championship individually, and Yushin Lin and Ricky Castillo. 
So we've we've had three big spots to fill in the lineup, but uh, honestly, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're we're really young. Um, Luke Poulter, uh, Ian Sun helped us a ton in the fall. He played really well as a red redshirt freshman, and we got a transfer from Long Beach State and, and Ian Gilligan, who played some good golf for us. So um, probably not a hundred percent sold on on who the lineup is going to be. There's still a lot to play for, but uh, we're young and a uh, lot of talent. And I think by you know March or April, these guys keep learning and getting more experience. We we got a chance to be a pretty good team and and uh, be some problem be a problem for some of these teams in the SEC. So I'm excited about it. Got a couple of emails for you here, JC. <laughs> James says, <laughs> "What club in your bag do you feel the most comfortable hitting?" <laughs> Uh, good question well, actually I, probably my putter my putter right now my putting's been been really hot for the last uh last couple months i actually got to play some golf in that downtime and i've been uh been making everything i'm looking at so i got to give the credit to my putter right now wow that's really good um and, and i guess uh the other thing i want to know too when tell folks when your season starts and and how do you make your how do you go about making your schedule yeah, so uh, we actually kind of getting to do something really cool this year. I've got a great relationship with uh, Coach Blackburn at, at Jacksonville, and uh, there's a course called Pablo Creek in, in Ponte Vedra there that's, uh, um, if not the best course in Florida, it's certainly in the top two or three. Um, so we're going to have a match against Jacksonville on Monday. And uh, so there'll be seven guys playing for each team. We're going to do a little alternate shot and best ball in the morning so the guys can can learn the course and have some fun playing playing as a team and then the afternoon there'll be seven singles matches and uh the first team to get to to four points will win that and then a week later exactly a week later from monday uh we start at the sea best at uh, tpc sawgrass and that'll be a, a full field event against some uh some really good competition so it's uh we got we got no time to waste but uh it's golf's awesome because um, you don't you don't get required to do anything really. So I get a blank slate every year of of where I want to go and what courses we want to play and what teams we you know want to play against. And we've always just tried to either play against the best teams in the country and the best competition, the best players, or um, on the best golf courses. And I try to find as many PGA Tour golf courses as possible, and that seemed to kind of help our guys prepare for the future when they turn pro. JC, I got another email here from from JP, who says he's a Gators super fan in Melrose. Thanks for winning the championship. Number one feel-good story of 2023 for Gator Athletics. Uh, as an avid uh, Florida golf fan, no, little doubt in my mind you would succeed. Watch you build the culture brick by brick until it became tough, tenacious, and the best. Grateful for your program. Uh, one of the questions he asks about is uh, talk about Coach Hart and your key support staff. Oh man, um, Coach Coach Dudley Hart. For those that don't know, is was a former All American here at Florida. He was a four time All American, great player, um, and he played on the PGA Tour for almost twenty five full years, and that's unheard of uh, this day and age. He got his card right out of college through Q School and and stayed out there pretty much until he got to the Champions Tour, and then uh, luckily for us, uh, he had some injury issues. He had he had a couple spinal fusions. And uh, he had had some injuries on his thumb, and I just didn't. He was getting so frustrated with the injuries. So, uh, Coach Hart, uh, this is his third full season with us. He was a volunteer coach be- before he came on full time, but uh, I think it says a lot about Dudley Hart. You know, he's 
He uh, was a PGA Tour for all that time and, and just no ego to go into a, an assistant coach role. And literally the guy will do anything. He just wants the Gators to be great. Um, he, he will do any job that it takes. He'll do anything for the guys. And he's got a really unique coaching style. And he's helped us, I think, kind of go from good to good to great. And uh, I'm hoping to keep him around around here for as long as possible it's been been a lot of fun and a lot of laughs having them here too so it's it's great professionally and personally so it's pretty sweet having having Dudley Hart. JC last question and I think this is a really good dilemma to have you you, you return uh John and Matthew Kress from last year's team so they were part of that championship but as you know yeah. each team is its own thing its own personality how do you talk to the new guys and say hey we did this. Do you say it's a new slate? How do you go about that? And how important are those two guys to helping with the culture? Well, it's, it's a great question. And I think uh, kind of what I was telling you about the summer, I think I'm still learning about all this stuff. You know, we, I've been here for a long time. This is my 10th year, but we just hadn't won at that magnitude yet. And uh, so I, I'm learning how to get through it. But uh, there, to be honest, I think there were some times in the fall that uh, – I, I wasn't too happy with my team because I think, you know, a couple of the guys might have been enjoying the fact that we're defending national champions when, you know, they didn't maybe hit the shot that, that won that championship. So I think there's been a couple times where we've had to have some reminders that this is a new team and a new season and you guys need to work just as hard or harder than the guys did last year that, that won it. So they've been, been reaping a lot of benefits of, uh, of winning um, we played in the East Lake Cup, which was just the most amazing tournament, and that's the top four teams from uh, the previous year's national championship. And uh, we're going to take a little trip up to Augusta National here in in a couple of weeks, thanks to uh, Chairman Fred Ridley, who's a, a Gator, who's a Gator yep. uh, golf alum. Yeah, he's going to have us up there, and you know, those are the little kind of cool things we're getting to do from winning. And it's just it's been a Big reminder to those guys that uh, you guys got to go out and earn it as well. But, uh, you know, John Dubois, who's in his fifth year now, and Matthew Kress are of just, they're, they're both a coach's dream. Doobie didn't play his best in the fall, um, but he's starting to get his game together. I think he's going to be big for us in the spring. And, and Matthew Kress is, he's just become, you know, he went from our five guy last year in that lineup. He's been our best player this year. He, he won a tournament individually in the fall, um, up in, up in Maryland, and uh, he is the hardest worker I've ever coached. Wow. And uh, I, I think he's going to continue to get better and better, and he's a leader on and off the golf course for us. So it, it might take us a little minute to build this thing back up, but uh, we're going to be pretty good here in the next few years. That's great to hear. And I'll end with this. Remember somebody asked you your best club in your bag? Patrick kind of echoes me. He says he'd say my club is my Callaway Big Bertha because now I can hit it further <laughs> into the woods. <laughs> that is me that is me keep it out of the yeah. <laughs> all right jay it's good to have you jc thank you a lot and uh, don't forget they're at home at bostick in february right yep we are third third weekend in february we got a awesome field coming in town a couple sec teams and and some really good in-state florida teams this this year so uh the competition should be great and we've we've won it the last couple of years so uh hopefully we can uh bring another one home appreciate you we'll talk soon thank you yeah. Thanks, Steve. You got it, J.C. Yep, J.C. Deacon, good dude. And uh, I mean, what he did speaks for itself. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phones back up and the emails to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports.
Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Max Tucker. The Florida Gators men's basketball team is back in action on Saturday as the team travels to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers. The Gators are seeking their first road win in SEC play this season. Coverage will begin right here at 7.30 p.m. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to Detroit for their NFC Divisional matchup with the Lions on Sunday. Tampa will look to take one step closer to hoisting the Lombardi as they visit a hostile road environment. Coverage for the game will start right here at 1 p.m. The Florida Gators men's tennis team is currently in action against the Citadel in their first dual match doubleheader of the season. The Gators will take on North Florida at 4 p.m. after their match with the Citadel concludes. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Tucker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Remember back when you learned how to ride a bike? You needed courage, determination, and some band-aids for those bumps and bruises. But when it was all said and done, what you really needed was balance. At Radiant Credit Union, we're paving the path for your financial future with our balance transfer offer. Right now, you can transfer your high-interest credit card debt to our Radiant Visa credit card with a super low intro rate, plus no balance transfer fee or annual fee. Visit radiantcu.org balance and start saving today. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. For the new year, they're offering their incredible Black Eyed Pea Vegan Veggie Burger with Vegan Romalot. Don't be fooled, this burger satisfies even the biggest carnivore appetites. Of course, locals love their classic burgers. You can't go wrong with their herb-infused chicken patty. Everything's exceptionally fresh. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com seven days a week. Visit Dick Mondell's at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Having health insurance is important. So, if you or anyone in your family has Medicaid or CHIP, listen up. Check your mail for a renewal form from your state. Complete the form and mail it back right away so you don't lose your coverage. If you do lose Medicaid or CHIP, visit healthcare.gov to see if you're eligible to enroll in a low-cost, quality health plan. Keep your family covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The biggest, baddest rock experience in the United States is here. Welcome to Rockville with Foo Fighters. It's time like this, Motley Crue. Slipknot. Jelly Roll. Limp Biscuit. Queens of the Stone Age. And Breaking Benjamin. Evanescence. Cypress Hill. Blackville Brides. A Gator Remember. Anthrax. In this moment. Primus. Stone Temple Pilots. Tech Nine. And Judas Priest. Plus so many more. Welcome to Rockville. Four days, five stages, and 150 bands. May 9th through the 12th at Daytona International Speedway. Passes and camping on sale now at welcometorockville.com. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now... More sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. 
Make sure you stay tuned today when Sports Scene is finished. A new show will debut that's going to feature some of our students. It's called the Sports Lab. It'll be here 2 to 4 today. All right, Tony says, Pablo Creek's incredible golf course. I'd go a little too early in the year to burn PTO. Swinging Gator logo is still selling great. Yeah, understand too. Um, James says, I enjoy it when you have Herman talking some NFL playoffs. It's a nice break from NIL talk. Yes, it is, and he's great. Uh, can you get Mel Kuyper on and talk about the draft? Um, James, I don't normally air dirty laundry, but I'm going to, okay? When I first started doing this a gazillion years ago, Mel Kuyper came on here a lot. And I've always enjoyed my relationship with Mel. And then all of a sudden, I just he just ghosted me. And he continues to ghost me. I try. Todd McShay did that too. Um, and I guess when you get to a certain level, you forget where you came from, and uh, but that's okay. But I will. But look, I always try to get him, James. I just don't. I get. I get draft people. It isn't necessarily him. Jim says, I think there's a lot of Gator fans who have given time, effort, commitment, and money to athletics. Time, effort, and commitment to go to home games in all kinds of weather year after year, and to religiously watch away games on TV. Money spent for booster fees, tickets, and travel. At some point, I think what happens is the fan watches the product on the field and doesn't see the same level of effort and commitment the fan is putting in. Okay, let me stop you there. Define that. Define that. Because I think what happens here is that if you win, you're putting in effort and commitment. And, and if you lose, you're not. That is way, way too simplistic. I know teams and coaches that bust their butt, but they don't win. It doesn't mean there's no commitment there, Right? And he says it's very subjective, and I agree with that, Jim. Fans get disenchanted. Does that make he or she a bad fan? Don't know. Well, let, let me say this. I'm going to say something that's going to, I kind of mentioned this earlier, that's going to go against the grain of what I'm here for. Let me, just get, let me wax a bit philosophical here while I can. If I did not want or elicit your opinions, I would stop doing sports scene tomorrow. I enjoy emails. I enjoy you calling. It's a boring two hours when you don't. It is a fun two hours most of the time when you all call an email. And we don't have to agree that that's what makes the world go round. It gives me perspective. It lets me know, you know, what some of the fans base is thinking. And it's wonderful. Okay. So all that said, Right? What if I said this to you? What if I told you that somebody that I trust very implicitly told me that the Gator football family has acknowledged that the negativity in the fan base is hurting recruiting? 
What would you say to that? Because that's exactly what I've been told. And again, it flies in the face of what you are allowed to do. But I think it's gotten to a point. There's been so much of it, you know, either at Strickland or Napier or in some cases Todd Golden. It drove Mike White out of town. And he's doing a pretty nice job at Georgia. I guess maybe he can coach. So, you know, I'm just saying that. I'm not judging it, but I've been told that. So, what do you do if you're a fan? Do you back off? Do you work through that? I think you have to work through it. Because you're never going to stop that. The problem is that social media is what it is. Kids see it. Parents see it. And sometimes that hurts recruiting. Simple as that. But you do have to work through that. There's no other way around that. Let's go back to the phones. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve. I just wanted to uh, give you a call and talk about something real quick with you. I heard that you, you know, kind of what you just mentioned in there. And as, as media members and as, as national networks report information of facts or what information they have, do you believe that the story of Nick Saving holding out to National Signing Day before retired is getting any publicity or getting the, 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 the press that it would get if it was from Florida doing the same thing? I'm not quite sure what you mean there. Meaning, uh, elaborate meaning, he a little knew bit. He was, meaning he knew he was retiring at the end of the season. He did not announce it until after National Signing Day when 27 kids or 25 kids committed to go to his school, and now you're seeing them into the transfer portal. He basically lied to, to, to the students and the incoming kids in college, high school, that's saying, I'm going to be there for you, and now half the staff is leaving once they sign their letter of commitment to the school. That's not even being published anywhere that I'm seeing on the national media, ESPN, Twitter, anywhere. Well, that's – I have not seen that. I mean, his – he said publicly – now, if you're going to call him a liar, you can. Right. He said he made his final decision to retire right before their team meeting. And, in fact, he was recruiting a wide receivers coach before that. So who says, where is that information coming from you're telling me? Well, I'm saying that he did not announce his retirement, which is a fact, till after National Signing Day. And I'm telling you that he that's correct, but he didn't know he was retiring. His statement said, again, is he lying? I don't know. I'm telling you what the man said. Right. Right? Right. That right. he literally <laughs> decided right before the team meeting that he was going to retire. He'd been contemplating it, but that's what he really made the decision, i got to do this. So right. I don't know where the lie we, comes in. I mean, we just have to feel that there's no in, – it's ingenuous, right? And we're talking about negativity from our fan bases and negativity from the social media aspects and negativity across the board affects recruiting. You can't, you can't tell me that that's not also contemplated by this right here, where there is no – 
nobody wants to come out there and say Nick Saban purposely didn't release this information because he didn't know until then and, and have that information be on their credit head saying that they're bashing Nick Saban. Uh, again, I apologize, Copper. I'm just not understanding yeah. the point yeah. here. I, my, my point is that when you tell 18-year-old kids that are coming to your school that you've been recruiting for three years right. that your staff is going to be here, and the day after or the week after or the 10 days after, was not far after that signing day, he then announces and says, hey, I'm retiring. I won't be here. How is that not getting the publicity it deserves? Because I just, I'm going to say it for the third time. When he told yeah. those kids that, in his mind, he was staying. He didn't make the decision until right before the team meeting. That's okay. what what he said. I got, yeah, I got you. I got, I got you. And, okay. that, and that's why you have to take that for face value. I, I, I get Unless I mean. somebody can prove differently, I would think so. Sure. Copper Gator, yeah. thank you. I appreciate thanks, thanks. the call. Top of the hour we're at. We'll get uh, Daryl and Don next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Hey, it's Storm Roberts. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back and listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now and call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Final hour of the final show of the week. Welcome to Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for making us part 
of your day. Thomas is our producer, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl's up. Bye, Daryl. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. I called about I wanted to ask about, I got a couple of things what that last caller was saying to it. I kind of agree what he was saying. It's, it's the way the landscape of where we at now, even like our linebacker coach. He just, as soon as recruiting was over, he decided to leave. I mean, the moment, I mean, an hour, you know. And so, and with, with Coach Saban, to be, you know, as long as he's been there, I don't, that's not why I called, but as long as he's been there, you know, to put out something maybe, I guess he didn't want to do a farewell tour, but to give more time and that you just recruit all these individuals. And that's why you see that a lot of them are leaving, um, are wanting out. And, you know, say if you, you know, you've been at UF, um, RUF for a while. Um, I don't think you're just going to wake up and walk in there one morning, this is my last day. You know what I mean? It's just, it's uh, like, don't don't say that. <laughs> Do not say that. Because there could be the day, Daryl, I wake up and I say, you know what? Done. <laughs> Do not. Okay. Repeat. Do yeah, not say I that. I got you. I'm with you. I, I, I live in that world, too. So, but uh, where, where's, where's, where's Larry to tell that? He's in New York. He's in New York. What, you know what he's doing? I, I mean, I, he was working uh, the last I knew. at a, He was teaching, and then he was at a okay. university, I think. But that's I haven't talked to him in a while, to be honest. Okay, okay. All right, I'll just want. But anyway, that's just what I was, you know, with that. I, I call about Larry. But, you know, just, you know. How things is with this football now? Yeah, and, and, and let me all these talking heads and, and let me switch that over, okay? If okay. you're going to make the point that you know a coach, you know, can did it his way, right? Well, then what happens if the kid commits to Nick Saban, right? And Saban's still there, then he transfers. What's the difference? What's the difference? There's no difference. Yeah, but it's just, it's just so, it's like there's no loyalty to absolutely nothing now with this game now, to, you know, to the school, to the kids, it's just, it's, it's coaches, it's just free-for-all. And, and here's the problem. We've all, we've all had this in big doses, Daryl. Right. The NBA has free agency. Every sport has free agency, but college didn't. Right. Well... College does, and I think those other sports, those other sports are surviving. Are they not? All right. This right. sport will survive too, but it's going to be right. a changed sport from what we've gotten used to, and that's I think right. part of the issue. All right. This transfer thing. One last question here. Okay. Say for an athlete can go out of high school, he signs. Is he immediately? I know now with the transfer, you can go one year, you can move on. Yep. Can a high school athlete decide he wants to go right away, or does he have to sit? But at least no, you can go right away. You can go right away. Okay. The the, okay. the quarterback okay. that Saban signed uh, is doing that. Right. Uh, he just he has he's right. barely been on. He's, and he's already going to transfer because he's using his one time transfer opportunity. Okay, because a lineman from Orlando that they were, I think we finished second for him. They went to Texas. I was saw that he was released by his, you know, released from his international letter. So that's why I was asking that, you know. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate your call. Yep. Don, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. 
Hey, Steve, uh, I want to ask you a question. Maybe somebody already asked you. Do you think Florida will go after, uh, will attempt to go after Caleb Douglas and the Proctor guy from Alabama? I'm sure they're going to go out. I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm yeah. sure if the, if they think somebody's going to be a good fit for their program, they'll go after him. Yeah, because that guy now they're saying I'm. Uh, they were saying the guy from Texas A&M. He was the number one, uh, number one prospect in the porter. Uh, that Nolan guy, I think he was Walter Nolan. Yep. Yeah, but now they're saying uh, that Caleb Downs is probably the the number one. Uh, prospect and the other guys I think is uh Kalen Proctor it was an offensive guard for them so I mean them guys man if they could get them two guys that's man I, I tell you that'll help a lot but I, I was just asking do you think Florida would actually try to go at two guys like that why wouldn't they I oh, guess okay. it's a better question <laughs> right yeah. I mean look I don't you're asking the wrong guy when it comes to recruiting Right, because I don't follow it the way I used to follow it. However, um, let me let me uh, give it. Uh, if um, if Jordan Love becomes a free agent in the NFL, would I go after him? I mean, if I if I needed a quarterback, sure. Right. So if if Florida thinks he's gettable, if Florida thinks that's a position of need, then I think he'd try to go after him. Sure. Oh, okay. I just thought maybe they might thought they not have a chance to even get somebody at that. Well, you don't, you don't know until you know. ask. Now they've not gotten that. I mean, if you look at some of the guys at Alabama, a lot of them are going to Florida State. Right, right. right. So, all right. Thank you, Don. Appreciate Thanks. your call. Hey, Tony, how are you? Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Um, Steve, you know, in most sports, man, right? It's the owners that make the money and they pay their players. College sports now, college football, which is what we're talking about, is the only sport in the world, I, I, I think, that the athletic department, i.e. the owners, makes the money but want the fans to pay for their players. So let me tell you, if these people running these universities, these athletic departments think that fans are complaining now too much, it's only going to get worse, especially if they're losing. So if fans are hurting you in recruiting, my suggestion is you work around that and you find some way to work around that. And winning will probably be the best way to work around that, Steve. Okay? Because because those same fans that are complaining on this radio show are the same fans that sold out just about every game in that swamp to go watch a losing football team this year. Okay? So work around it, my man. Work around it if it's hurting your recruiting. And to Scott Strickland, what I've got to say to him is, listen, if it's not his style to wear a Florida Victorious collective jersey and promote the collective, then guess what, my man? You're making $1.725 million. Make it your style. All right? And, and, if, and, and let, me, let me play uh-huh. this out. So if he does that, right, okay, he does it. Does that mean they're going to get more – Donations, does that mean it's symbolic? What you're talking about is a symbolic gesture. And I get it. I get it. Yeah, especially for people who follow recruiting, people who follow the portal, we're getting outbid for everybody, Steve. So obviously, there's a money issue with our NIL. Well, not, I guess not everybody because, uh, 
my Twitter's going crazy, and 24-7 Sports is saying that they just got a, a defensive lineman from uh, Texas. Yeah, DeAndre Robertson. Okay. We had lost him to Texas, and he got released from his NLI um, from Texas. Right. Now. So he's he's a uh, freshman from or from Orlando. Orlando, right. Well, but, uh, I mean, the part, so they're not getting outbid by everybody because they just got him. Well, pretty much they are, Steve. Um, so <laughs> trust me on that. So listen, it would help if we were winning, just like you said. None of this would matter. But if you're not winning and you're coming up short on the money front with NIL, you better do everything you can to make sure that you're basically trying to do everything you can. Okay? So there you go, Steve. Have a great weekend. Yep. Thank you, Tony. You You as well. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, Yeah, I was just going to tell you we got that recruit, so that was was a big pickup. The basketball that I want to hit on your fan thing. Uh, Basketball, Steve, yeah. I'm, I'm predicting Florida to win, but would it surprise me if they lost? No, because it's a it's a road game. Uh, even though Missouri's struggling, they're going to be desperate, and they got they got some pretty decent players. The East kid is pretty good. Uh, the, the Drew Car- the Carter kid, um, I think his name is Noah Carter. He had a big game against Florida a couple years ago down here in the Old Dome. So, um, I, like I said, man, the way Florida's playing defense on the road, man, they they get a, a team. That that gets hot from the outside, man. Watch out. So, uh, like I said, I'm predicting them to win, but if they lose, it would not shock me. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me either, but just the way Missouri's got some injury. If you heard the uh, Drew King from Power Mizzou, they got some guys hurt. Um, they're, they're just, I mean, they do make a run. I watched them against Bama. They did make a run in that game, yeah. you know, on the road, but then they get kind of disjointed. And I know they're home, and Florida's had its issues, Lord knows, you know, going on the road. Um, I'm with you. I, it wouldn't be a total shock to me. And I still say this, I guess, because I'm, I'm an ultimate optimist. The schedule does lighten a little bit, and you start getting a few more games at home. But if you're going to steal one on the road, it ain't a quad one, but right now you're looking for any win, especially against an SEC team. Yep, agreed. Uh on your fans uh point, Steve, it's funny because I happen to uh go on one of the Alabama radio stations, local stations, and see what their reaction is to all of these guys hitting the portal and their host said, you know, the uh, the fan base is not doing uh these players any favors by going on social media and doing all this stuff because what if they start getting transfers from, you know, Washington? Um like you said, you people love it uh, when the, when these guys come in, but they don't like it when they leave. You can't have it both ways. No, so you it's can't. Just, it's just it's just not Florida, Steve. It's it's everywhere. When these guys leave, uh, they feel betrayed. They feel just they feel the players are not disloyal, and these old school cats that don't like this new way of college football are, are voicing their opinions. But I'm with Tony, man. Uh, you got to do everything you can. Uh, to, to prove that you're going out to try to get these kids because right now uh, the results are not there. Okay, appreciate you, D. Thank you for your call. Joe, i got to have you call back because Agent Lee Steinberg is going to join us next. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Max Tucker. 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to Detroit for their NFC Divisional matchup with the Lions on Sunday. Tampa will look to take one step closer to hoisting Lombardi as they visit a hostile road environment. Coverage for the game will start right here at 1 p.m. The Florida Gators men's basketball team is back in action on Saturday as the team travels to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers. The Gators are seeking their first road win in SEC play this season. Coverage will begin right here at 7.30 p.m. The Florida Gators men's tennis team is currently in action against the Citadel in their first dual match doubleheader of the season. The Gators will take on North Florida at 4 p.m. after their match with the Citadel concludes at the Alfred A. Ring Tennis Complex in Gainesville, Florida. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Tucker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's delicious brunch is now served in a premium buffet. And we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. Plus, you can enjoy bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in town. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and for the future. Help yourself with a debt consolidation loan. And there are you-choose rewards for both debit card and low-fixed-rate platinum Visa cards. And it's not too late to start a Christmas Club savings account now to start saving today for next year's holiday gifts. All this and more from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. A new year comes with new hope, new optimism. It's time to start fresh and look ahead. At International Diamond Center, we're excited to be a part of your special moments in the new year. We've expanded our selection for 2024. Our diamond inventory has never been better. All sizes, all shapes. Real, natural, precious diamonds at the best direct importer prices. And it doesn't stop there. We're showcasing all the new styles and trends in engagement rings and fashion jewelry. Inspired and created by the world's premier designers. No one has more fashion-forward jewelry than IDC. Plus, our Swiss watch collection is mind-blowing with a fabulous selection of pristine pre-owned Rolex watches. So as you look ahead and plan for a new year, remember International Diamond Center. Locally owned, internationally connected with a staff of non-commissioned experts who will guide you every step of the way. Welcome to 2024. Let IDC help you celebrate what matters most in the new year. Your love. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like-new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no-hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to select selectmotorcar.us. Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are complete. <sighs> there, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. 
From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. It's been my pleasure to have uh, Lee Steinberg on the program a few times and always appreciate his insight because of what he has done as an agent and the millions and millions and millions of dollars he's negotiated for his clients. But we are entering, Lee Steinberg, a new world here uh, with the NCAA and the NIL, and it has a, you know, fans are confused, fans are wondering what's going on. As you look at all of this, Lee, from what you have done in your career, what do you see with all of this in this NIL landscape? It's the most dramatic transformation of college sports, especially college football, there's ever been. Because now you have young people in high school uh, branding themselves, going on social media, setting up a logo, uh, trying to distinguish themselves from everyone else. And they can sign with a marketing agent, not simply in college, but in high school, and uh, make money off the field. Well, what happened was that a number of universities with active alums form collectives. And so they supplement that money, and it's now being used in two ways. Number one, for recruiting. So a, a school with a big collective can tell a high schooler, come to our school and we'll give you $5 million in NIL. And then for the transfer portal, it uh, operates the same way, that a school can offer a player from another school endless amounts of money. So the market exploded. It was a law of unintended consequences. And so consequently, what you'll see is there'll be a difference between what the Power Five conferences can offer players and everybody else. Therefore, they're going to enter a world of themselves, and college athletics at smaller institutions sort of has a chance to be left behind. So I don't even think we'll have an NCAA in a couple of years that's administrating the Power Five conferences. They'll do the negotiating for TV contracts and set the rules up as they will. I'm with you. Uh, now, with an agent's hat on here, uh, it also, I mean, who would have thought, Lee, that, you know, as an agent, you could deal with a college kid while in college or even, as you point out, a high school kid, but that's now allowed. That That's a pretty new new consequence, isn't it? Well, the ability to talk to an underclassman is not new. There have always been two rules for eligibility. One, that a player with eligibility can't sign a contract with an agent, and two, they can't take anything of value or their family from an agent. That's always been true. So if you have a big hospital in Gainesville, you could have agents hanging out looking at the maternity wards, you know, for <laughs> healthy mothers. Um, it, that's always been true. What's different now is that a marketing agent can actually sign a player as a client. And since most marketing agents are the same agents that represent players for uh, their pro career, um, 
the consequence, let's say, of missing out uh, on a high school senior who looks like the next, you know, Caleb Williams is that if you don't end up representing them for NIL and do a good job, you may never have a chance to talk to that player. Uh, the, the, the new NCAA president, Charlie Baker, uh, has been pretty vocal in saying that uh, he wants to have colleges pay student athletes for their NIL uh, up to, I'm sorry, at least $30,000 a year. I think that's coming. Do you? Um, the NCAA only can blame itself for the current situation because for very little supplementary money, they could have made a whole generation of athletes very happy. Just enough money to fly home for Thanksgiving, have a car, be able to live the same way the non-athletic students do. And instead, they held on tight to these rules, which were unrealistic because the players would see their jersey numbers sold in the student store. They'd see the big crowd. They'd read about the TV contracts. And they were having problems getting by on the scholarship. Um, so they needed to do something quicker. They didn't. So the system erupted as, uh, as it did. Um, it's a difficult conundrum because um, under Title IX, you have to do for women's athletics everything you do for men. Mm-hmm. The, the revenue programs uh, tend to be college football and college basketball. The rest of the sports are supplemented that way. So um, it's uh, a lot of changes. And then you put that together with conference realignment, uh, where my alma mater, uh, Cal Berkeley, is uh, a member of the, uh, of the ACC, sitting on the Pacific Ocean, um, <laughs> right. looking, looking out at Alcatraz and the Golden Gate Bridge. You now are part of a conference that is 3,000 miles away in North Carolina. Uh, I want you to, for somebody who is listening, because you've done this a million times, walk me, and and I'm sure it's different for every player, but all right, you have an NFL player who is now, uh, with a regular season over, a free agent. When When do you, as an agent, start working for that player in terms of, looking for a new team and or a new deal. When does that kick in? The season before. So ah, okay. instead of sitting, uh, wait, if you had a player who was going to be a free agent in uh, 2024, um, you would start talking to the incumbent team early to see if you could do a restructure or an extension or something that would get that player more money now. Um, and you would try to get it done before free agency. If you couldn't get it done and you went to free agency, then you would sit the player down and ask him what's most important. Is it the amount of money? Is it being on a winning team? Is it geographical location? Let's set up a list of criteria for how you're going to select. And then you would probably be having discussions with uh, – with teams well before free agency. Um, uh, The player may be the property of the team uh, that he's playing for, but it it doesn't mean that below-the-surface conversations don't go on uh, about players' futures. Um, So 
the right time to do all this is in preparation. Um, sometimes the best contract you do is the one before this contract that gave a player freedom. Lee Steinberg, our guest, who uh, agent who's negotiated a gazillion contracts over the years. Let me end with this, too, Lee. I, I, one of my uh, bucket list things is to be in a war room in the NFL draft. But I've always wondered this. When you went in and talked to a GM or an owner, uh, do and I'm sure it can be contentious, but do they – uh, by and large, understand you have a job to do, and they have a job to do. Is is that relationship normally a pretty good one? Oh, you know, when I go back in time to 1975, teams didn't recognize the right of a player to have an agent. So That's, in my early years, they yeah. would just hang up the phone and say, "We don't deal with agents." <laughs> um, so now we're at a point where those relationships are fairly collegial because. What happens is if you do a deal with uh, Tampa Bay, the only sure thing is, or Jacksonville, the only sure thing is if you're going to deal with that same general manager or owner over and over and over again. In other words, I met Jerry Jones when he bought the Dallas Cowboys and drafted Troy Aikman. So here we are, you know, 30 uh, years, 35 years later, and those interactions have been repetitive. So you can't really afford to have a uh, negative or contentious relationship w- with someone you're going to do business with over and over again. And so it's much less heated than you might expect. And, yes, uh, uh, this is not the days where the old guard, you know, Mike Ditka couldn't stand the fact that, Agents existed and got in the way of his relationship. Uh, now everyone understands the system. Um, and because of the rookie salary cap, what used to be the most difficult first-round draft pick negotiations, it often led to a holdout. Those don't happen anymore right. because it's pretty cut and dry on a rookie contract. So. It ends up being um, uh, an easy process compared to 20 years ago. Last question for you. Um, I really think there will be unionization in college athletics. Do you feel that way? I do. I think that um, uh, it's going to be a little more difficult in some southern states where the labor laws are a little different and collective bargaining is uh, made more difficult. But um, inevitably, the only reason it hasn't happened is that a player leaves school, uh, stops being an athlete, and starts thinking about other things in his life. So you don't have continuity in the fight. But um, I think you're right. I think it inevitably this NIL opened the door to complete free agency for uh, college athletes. Lee, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Lee Steinberg, who has negotiated a contract or two uh, in his time. Uh, 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final half hour, it'll be us. Call us, email us. Let's talk sports. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified 
on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and for the future. Help yourself with a debt consolidation loan. And there are you choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards. And it's not too late to start a Christmas club savings account now to start saving today for next year's holiday gifts. All this and more from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's delicious brunch is now served in a premium buffet. And we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. Plus, you can enjoy bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in town. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We continue to ride the temperature roller coaster. A warm front is lifting through our area. That means milder temperatures today in the 60s, cloud cover and passing showers. Then behind it, a cold front moves on through. Temperatures plummeting tonight. They'll fall to near freezing. Freeze alerts are in effect for our area. And then on Saturday and Sunday, colder temperatures, highs in the upper 40s and lower 50s, lows Sunday morning in the 20s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Now, I know you're simplifying that, but it's not as simple because if you said Jim Harbaugh is going to coach Justin Herbert in the Chargers, or Bill Belichick was, I would take Jim Harbaugh. If you said the Dallas Cowboys, Jim Harbaugh, or Bill Belichick, I'd say Bill Belichick. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Don't forget... After we are done today, stay tuned for our new student-produced talk show. It'll be 2 to 4 today. Uh, Speaking of Scott Strickland, Mark says, if Strickland were fired tomorrow, somebody said, looking back at the Strickland tenure, what grade would you give us head coaching hires? Uh, Probably a C. Because, again, or or incomplete. Do Do you judge an athletic director through two years of a hire. Because if you do, well, then soccer wouldn't be very good because Samantha Bohan has struggled, wins and losses-wise, her first two years. 
So how long do you give a hire? How long do you give the coach? And how long do you give the hire for it to become successful or not? I think that's part of the equation, too. Uh, Joe, welcome. Good afternoon, Steve. Hello. Uh, last guest, that was really uh, informative. He's, I mean, yeah, he's he's done more in his field than most, and I love having him on. Uh, I could uh, listen to him explain things for a whole show, but uh, the reason I was calling about NIL, I think the problem probably that Scott Strickland has is, is he afraid that the collective is going to take money away from the UAA direct control? No, I don't, I don't think he's afraid of that. Because, I mean, you know, you, there's a limited pot of money that's going to be donated, and instead of donating to, you know, the boosters donating to the college itself, university itself, are they going to start donating to the collective so they can pay the players? Yeah. Here's that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got you. Here's, I, I think, an interesting dilemma, Joe, and I hope I can explain this right to you. And if not, tell me and I'll try again. Um, obviously, if you're wearing orange and blue glasses, you're looking at that through that lens. And because Strickland made public what they were looking to do, you know, to renovate the swamp, well, now that's viewed as an either-or. You either give money to the swamp renovation or you give money to NIL, when in fact, you can do both. There's, there's nothing that says you can't do both. And here's the other thing. Eventually... At all these other schools, right, they're going to have to upgrade their facilities. Florida's, they've already talked about upgrading basketball. That's going to happen, I believe, next year. So that's always an ongoing thing. This is not just at the University of Florida that's got this issue. Nowadays, that's been done all the time. Schools are looking to raise money to enhance their facilities as well, not just Florida. Well, Florida's just spent a boatload of money on baseball and right. now the football, and and I just think he might be afraid that he's not going to get the money to to pay those those bills if he supports the collective too much or backs the collective too much. Uh, I, I don't I don't see that because again, what it's not just him. You've got Gator boosters. You've got you know organizations like that who have always been the one you know the financial arm to try to raise money for facilities like that. And again, did they were they able to now it was before NIL, but were they able to raise the money for the Condren, the Condren ballpark? Yes. So, you know, that, that that's their job to go out and do. It, it just makes it, you know, a, a more pulled different directions is what I'm trying to say. But I'm trying to say it's no different you're, you're at any other that school. No, that we can you know, I know every school has this issue. And you know, the way to grow it is to make it solve the problem is grow the pie. Obviously, you know, ha, ha, have more money coming into both directions. Obviously, but yes. when you when you you know, and then when you have a losing team, it's harder to do that than a winning team. Uh, on average, I'd probably say that yes. All right, thanks, okay. Steve. Yes, sir, Joe. Thank you. Uh, Marcus says Miami fans are the biggest sunshine pumpers out there. And their football program is just as massive a dumpster fire as ours. Their recruiting is similar. 
You think Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State fans would be positive they had three straight losing seasons? There's dozens of people making millions of dollars to figure it out. If they can't do it, they're, if they can't do their job because of some Twitter burners, then the negativity is warranted. I don't think, Marcus, I, I equated it that way. I'm just saying, you, anybody that's a fan, has every right to criticize, to praise, to ask for somebody to be fired. I'm saying that when you do it, there may be a consequence. That you may be part of the problem. If what I'm told is true, that Florida football believes that the negativity is recruiting is affecting the recruiting, well, is that part of the problem? I think it is. I'm not saying you don't have the right to do it. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying there's a price. If you say something, right, words have meaning. If I call, if I say Thomas, my producer, is a jerk, okay, well, that has meaning, right? So that does. And yours do too. But once again, you have the right to say it. Tampa Mike says, you have Mizzou basketball. Vegas, usually fairly accurate. They have Mizzou, a 10.5. Fa- Look that up. That cannot be right. That cannot be right. If it is, hold on. Hold on just a second. For those on television, okay, see this? I got the money out. I'm putting it up. If, if, if they're a 10.5 favorite, I'm putting the money up. It's 11.5? Favorite. That stuns me. I am just stunned. Holy smokes. He says, I would never, if you'd have told me that and you said, you know, true or false, false. He gives you have nobody in the 50 50 chance at best, would lean a little less until I start seeing something is turning around. Too many disappointing performances from too many players. Not sure who to look at to turn this around. Okay? I'm putting my money back in my pocket. <laughs> wow. Thanks for that, Tampa. I would if I would never have guessed that. I don't. I mean, I would love to know why people believe that to be the case. Whew. By the way, uh, just for whatever it's worth, Kevin Fitzgerald and Damian Fishback have the television broadcast of the game. People want to know that sometimes, but of course, I always tell you, Sean Kelly, Lee Humphrey. That's a good place to start too. They do a good job. Uh, and you know what I like about Sean, about many things? You know, he came here as a new guy, right? And, man, like he said the other day when he was here, you know, I, I'll walk down to Steve Spurrier's office and ask him something. You know, I lean on Lee Humphrey to tell me. So that that says a lot about him to me, that he wants to learn. He wants to be a sponge. He wants to understand, you know, what's going on here. That's a pretty cool thing. Uh, Jan, hello. 
Yeah, hey, I just wanted to comment on what you were saying about negative comments from fans on media and stuff like that. I mean, you know, whoever is saying this in the football department, I'm sure they're looking for whatever excuses they can get. And no doubt, maybe that has some effect. But, you know, much bigger is a 5-7 record. I, uh, this is just, you know, when you put out a product, which fans, I mean, it's true, they went to the games. I mean, hey, does that over overcome that? And to say that fans drove Mike White out, I mean, if Mike White took a job paying millions of dollars in the public view and didn't think that there would be criticism along with that, he's in the wrong business. I mean, that comes with the territory. Even if he's doing well, he's going to get criticized. It does come with the territory. No, I don't disagree with that at all. And that's why he's getting paid the big bucks, and he's still getting paid the big bucks. And by the way, having an early season in in Georgia doing well does not mean – that all of a sudden he can coach. Yes, of course he can coach. He's not a terrible coach, and he's a good guy. But, he, you know, what Florida basketball was when he took over and what it was when he left, it went downhill. Yes. And, and you, know, it go, you know, our eyes were bleeding watching the ends of games that he coached. So, again, he's a good guy. I wished he would do better, done better. But he really wasn't very good. And for the, you know, the administ- whoever is trying to put this on the fans, well, the fans will buy tickets or they won't buy tickets. And that, it's their job to sell tickets. And if they got somebody who's not selling tickets or making fans unhappy, that's on them. You know, Scott Strickland, somebody else pointed out, is making $1.7 million. Do your job, man, and expect to get some bullet shot at you. That's what yeah, happens. I, so, I, don't, I don't think any of them are putting this on the fans. I think the point that was made simply is that that is a factor, a factor in the recruiting process. That's all. I would say at this point, and with Florida football at least, that's got to be pretty way down the list. And no reason for anybody to not say whatever they think about it. You have every right to do that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Steve, I just want to echo the sentiments of that last caller. I think um, over the last 15 years through several coaching administrations, um, watching fans go at each other about, like, um, you know, your negativity is ruining the program. Recruit X doesn't come here because, you know, the 18-year-old kids don't care what a 40-year-old dude named Carl says online. You yes, know, they that's do. That's not how they make decisions. Yes, they do. And I can tell you <laughs> that because I've talked to recruits that have told me that. Is it, is it the overriding factor? No. But to say, I can tell you what one told me point blank. I don't want to go to a school where there's so much negativity. Period. Yeah, hopefully they don't get drafted by the Jets then. No. I mean, you know, like this goes on They get everywhere. paid for that. And I, so, I know, but this, well, they're getting paid now. Yeah, so. right. You know this this goes on everywhere, and I and I just I have a huge problem with that even being brought up when fans sell out stadiums, we buy jerseys, we cheer when they win. I just feel like it's sort of like the shiny um, distraction, like look over here, saying when five and seven and losing to Arkansas at home after they lost their offensive coordinator it is the reason that that people are complaining and athletes look at where can I go win 
people leave to go, you know, that that's what they're saying. I want to go somewhere where I can win. I want to go somewhere where I'm developed, where I can get to the league. Like, those are the factors. And money, those are the factors. And then the other thing that keeps coming up, I keep seeing a lot of the stuff on social media and hearing this, this sort of talk of, like, Fans better cough up the money. You know, you got to give to the collective. $20 a month will do it. I, I, I get that. And I, I like NIL. But, it, again, it's putting pressure on the common everyday fan to, to, uh, that already has a lot of pressure. A guy making forty grand a year that's taking his kids to the game to then cough up more money, that means a lot more than a guy making $10, 20000000 million donating a million to NIL. And so I just – I have a problem with putting so much pressure on fans who gripe or fans who, you know, don't give money when, you know, schools with big endowments and big money people should be solving these problems and and not complaining about, like, the guy who's taking his kids to the game and complains online every week. I just think that's a distraction, and it's not the the overwhelming. I think think we're going parallel. Thank you. I think we're going parallel lines here, folks. Okay. I'm going to say this for the 50th time. Nobody's saying you don't have a right to complain. But it does have a consequence. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that's the overriding reason why somebody won't come here. It does have an effect. Now, can I pinpoint and say... Five recruits, six recruits, four recruits didn't come here because of that? No, I cannot. But, and again, I'm going to say again, nobody is saying you can't be critical. And in some ways, you should be critical. If you don't like what the coach does or what the play is, that you have every right to do that. But words have consequence. 147, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Max Tucker. The Florida Gators men's tennis team is currently in action against the Citadel in their first dual match doubleheader of the season. The Gators will take on North Florida at 4 p.m. after their match with the Citadel concludes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to Detroit for their NFC Divisional matchup with the Lions on Sunday. Tampa will look to take one step closer to hoisting the Lombardi as they visit a hostile road environment. Coverage for the game will start right here at 1 p.m. The Florida Gators men's basketball team is back in action on Saturday as the team travels to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers. The Gators are seeking their first road win in Southeastern Conference play this season. Coverage will begin right here at 7.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Tucker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Hey, it's Storm Roberts. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The 
future of pain treatments has arrived and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back and listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now and call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-445-50. QC Kinetics, 352-445-50. Hi, I'm Frankie Lane from Lane's Yardware in Williston. The grass in your yard may be dormant right now, but it won't stay that short for long. In the meantime, keep those weeds on the fence line and around the house in check with a powerful new steel trimmer. At Lane's Yardware, we're here to help you keep your yard looking great all year long so you can proudly display your American flag. Keeping America great, one yard at a time. Lane's Yardware, located on Main Street in Williston and on the web at lanesyardware.com. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. When you see flashing lights on any emergency, service, utility, or disabled vehicle, move over a lane or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. Help protect those who protect us. Move over or slow down for emergency lights. Move over, Florida. It's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Hi, this is Scott Graham from Westwood One. Join our crew all weekend long for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. First on Saturday, the Texans face the Ravens, followed by the Packers and 49ers. Then on Sunday, the Bucks battle the Lions before it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs taking on Josh Allen and the Bills. Our doubleheader coverage begins at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and online at WRUF.com. BB says, concerning the 11-point spread in the basketball game, maybe Missouri basketball took the home team fielder's choice and moved the game outside in the ice and snow. That would be an advantage over a Florida team. Uh, Greg, hello. Greg's not there. Al, hello. Yeah, hi, Steve. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh I want to explain a little bit about uh, what uh, I think I think the problem is, and it's the subconscious and the conscious. And I listen to podcasts like I'm sure a lot of your listeners do, and you probably do too. I listen to every podcast and every SEC team every day, and I listen to all of them: Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, Georgia, all of them. And one thing that I'm finding is, and I've really studied this for a good while. In the subconscious, when things are negative, then the conscious becomes negative. And the result is the negative, the negative uh, consequences. And if you get in the subconscious, and by, by that, it's through social media, that things are bad, block it out, put in conscious that it's going to be better, and it gets better. And I listen, I listen to all the podcasts, and I can tell you, we have the worst fans in all, 
about the subconscious becoming the conscious of anybody I've ever seen. I listen to all the podcasts, and it's absolutely resulting because the kids hear it. The kids say, well, I don't know if I want to go there because they're telling me this coach is no good. Well, if they're telling me the coach is no good and there's another coach that they think is better, I'm not going to go there. And it does affect recruiting. You're 100% correct. It absolutely does. All right. And it's not NIL. It's not NIL. I mean, it's not. It's, the kids want to go where they get cheered, have a big crowd, and are appreciated. It's just that simple. All right. Thank you, Al. <clears throat> Appreciate your call. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, a great book is uh, called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. But anyway, uh, I like to see Georgia fans, you know, go through this stretch or Alabama fans or, you know, uh, Tennessee just went through it in the social media age. I mean, it's just tough. Um, I don't remember 10 one because I wasn't around uh, right after that. But I remember Steve Spurrier. You know, I remember even Galen Hall and then the runs and then now – you know, having all these what I consider resources and not doing real well. But, you know, I can't think of any other model where the fans have to pay for everything. So our eyes pay, you know, on the TV. You know, we pay these booster fees to get better seats, um, you know, buy the jerseys, like, like Chris said, and all these other things. But now it's like, hey, here's another cost. And guess what? You know too, Steve. I'm pretty sure you know. All those lawsuits, those 10, 11 NCAA lawsuits that, that are just getting stretched out or more states are joining on, they're, they're going to lose. So this NIL is going to go away, not quite, though, because they're going to they're become employees at all points to that. My thing for you is <clears throat> organization, because now they've organized all these NIL groups like Victorious and whatnot. You can't stop that. So you can have collective bargaining, but you can't come in and say they can't get paid from an outside source, an advertiser. So I worry that during this stretch, before those cases are up, we've we've organized all these groups that are strong and now paying over the collective bargaining amount to where they're getting paid. It, it actually will challenge possibly the league. Can't answer that. I mean, it, all, I can, all I can say is <clears throat> it's an ever-changing uh, environment that – Everybody's trying to navigate. That's simple. Yeah, I know. But do you think, I mean, if you back off it for a second and say, wow, you know, these fans are paying a lot. We're, we are paying a lot. I'm, I'm one of them. And I travel and I try to go to these things, and I love it. It's ingrained in me. Like, I, I went to Florida. My daughter you know, I wouldn't go down that list. But now it's like, hey, join this or you're not a good fan. I mean, no, 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 I don't hear that. I don't hear that. Where, where, where do you hear that? Man, I don't want to name names, but if you go on Twitter, and I know Twitter's Twitter, X or whatever, it's it's a pretty hot topic right now, especially with Florida, because that's what's kind of getting blamed for not reeling in guys right now. Right. The NIL and not but, having but to, money. But to say, I've seen it, I, I go to Twitter every day, but yeah. to say that you're a bad fan because you won't give to Victorious or you won't give to whatever that is, you, you know... I. I see what you're saying, but it's like you you don't have a voice. If you're not doing that, then, you know, you just, you know, you can't say anything. That's kind of just, it's some, I'm summing it up, but it is there. And there's a side and there's another side. And it's like, I can't think of anything else, and I'll take it off the air, a, a, a pro sports, anything 
where then you're asked to go ahead and, you know, do all those things, watch, you know, pay your tickets, pay the concessions, travel, whatever you're going to do. It's your choice. And then now pay our players. All right. PG, thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, Greg will be our final caller today. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I called you last week before the Bucks phillies game, so being a little stitious and not superstitious, I wanted to ask the same question for the Bucks detroit game. I asked you about the same question with the Eagles, so I'll ask you about the Detroit Lions. What do the Bucks have to do very well in order to beat the, the, the Detroit Lions in their new indoor dome? And I'll listen off there and go get it. All right, Greg, thank you. I think three things. One, Baker Mayfield continue, has to continue to play the way he's played. Uh, he's played last week maybe the best he's played all year. Number two, I think Detroit's going to score. Tampa Bay has a good defense, but can you limit them to field goals as opposed to touchdowns? Because you don't want to get blown out early when you're playing on the road. And third, win the turnover battle. Don't get beat in turnovers. That's our show for today. We thank you for listening. Don't forget our new student show, The Sports Lab, is going to come up next between now uh, and 4 o'clock. So make sure and stay with us. Our thanks today to Gator Men's Golf Coach J.C. Deacon. Also to uh, the coach, Herm Edwards, talking the NFL from ESPN. And to agent extraordinaire, Lee Steinberg. Thanks to Thomas for producing the show today. We appreciate you listening. Uh, and I'm going to just say this to end. Florida just got a four-star recruit that came from Texas. And nobody talked about it. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. See you Monday.